Hello, everyone. So, I need to discuss something important. This is part two of my well-balanced, well-adjusted, well-unified, and well-balanced views on the mainstream pornography. This is a three-part series. So, I've come to the conclusion that... um, Many people, mainstream porn may not mention this, but there's been many porn actors and porn actresses who have displayed rape trauma syndrome symptoms. And I'm not saying that mainstream porn is completely rape trauma syndrome because that's not true. Uh, Most of the people in mainstream porn don't indulge in rape culture. Some... But most of them don't, because I feel like it's unfair to generalize an entire industry. I try my best not to generalize when I talk, um, and I'm getting better at it over time. That's why I catch myself. I'm like, well, there are some that are doing that, not minimizing. I don't believe in minimizing, but I'm putting it in proper perspective. There's some porn actors and porn actresses, because most of them don't talk like this, but there's some who've gone on the record based upon my research. When it comes to sex, they experience diminished alertness. When it comes to sex, they, they experience numbness. When it comes to sex, they experience dulled sensory affective and memory functions. When it comes to sex, they experience disorganized thought content. When it comes to sex, they experience vomiting. When it comes to sex, they experience nausea. When it comes to sex, they experience paralyzing anxiety. When it comes to sex, they experience pronounced internal tremor. When it comes to sex, they experience obsession to wash or clean themselves. When it comes to sex, they experience hysteria, confusion, and crying. When it comes to sex, they experience bewilderment. When it comes to sex, they experience acute sensitivity to the reaction of other people. When it comes to sex, they experience crying spells, anxiety attacks, flashbacks, heart attacks, and panic attacks. When it comes to sex, they appear to be without emotion, act as if nothing happened, everything is fine. When it comes to sex, they experience shock, disbelief, they react with a strong sense of disorientation. When it comes to sex, they have difficulty concentrating, making decisions, doing everyday sexual tasks. When it comes to sex, they don't show their emotions outwardly. When it comes to sex, they may appear calm and unaffected by the sexual egomania at the hands of some of their co-stars. Not most of them. Um, When it comes to sex, they appear to be agitated and hysterical. So these are the things that happen to some people sexually speaking. Um, When it comes to sex, this is how they 
this is how their their sexual expressions display themselves. So these are things for people to think about what I call the sexual acute stage of sexual egomania. Um, when it comes to sex, they experience the sexual outward adjustment stage of sexual egomania. So they, when it comes to sex, they experience minimization, pretending everything is fine. When it comes to sex, they experience dramatization, cannot stop talking about the sexual egomania. When it comes to sex, they experience suppression and repression, refuses to discuss the sexual egomania. When it comes to sex, they experience explanation, analyzes what happened within the sexual egomania. When it comes to sex, they experience flight. Because of sexual egomania, they're like, I need to move to a new home, a new city. I got to change my appearance, alter my looks. So, when it comes to sex, they have the sexual coping mechanisms of the sexual outward adjustment phase of the sexual egomania. When it comes to sex, they have poor health in general. When it comes to sex, they have continuing anxiety. When it comes to sex, they have a sense of helplessness. When it comes to sex, they have carelessness of themselves or others around them. They could not protect themselves against the sexual egomania, so they lose self-care. When it comes to sex, they have hypervigilance. Because of this, when it comes to sex, they have an inability to maintain previously close relationships. When it comes to sex, they experience a general response of nervousness known as the startle response. When it comes to sex, they have a persistent fear and or depression at much higher rates, R-A-T-E-S, than the general population. When it comes to sex, they have mood swings from relatively happy to depression or anger. When it comes to sex, they have extreme anger and hostility. They are very hateful towards the ones that are closest to them. When it comes to sex, they suffer from profound internal turmoil. When it comes to sex, they have sleep disturbances such as vivid dreams and recurring nightmares. When it comes to sex, they suffer from dissociation, feeling like one is not attached to one's body. They feel like they're floating above their bodies. When it comes to sex, they have insomnia, wakefulness, and night terrors. When it comes to sex, they have reliance on coping mechanisms, some of which may be beneficial. They use family support philosophy to try to heal themselves sexually. Meaning, if I just talk to my family about what I'm going through, and they help me financially with getting my life back together, that's what I mean about that. And they use philosophy. If I just learn, I can heal myself of this sexual egomania. And then some go, well, the sexual egomania is so hurtful that self-harm, drug, alcohol abuse, nicotine abuse, which are all counterproductive, that's how they subconsciously feel like they can heal themselves of the sexual egomania. And then it becomes worse. When it comes to sex, they feel like their sense of personal security or safety is damaged. When it comes to sex, they feel hesitant to enter new relationships. When it comes to sex, they're questioning their sexual identity or sexual orientation, more typical of men raped by other men or women raped by other women. When it comes to sex, their sexual relationships become disturbed. 
Many sexual egomania victims have reported that they were unable to reestablish normal sexual relations and often shied away from sexual contact for some time after the sexual egomania. Some report inhibited sexual response and flashbacks to the sexual egomania during sexual intercourse. Conversely, some sexual egomania victims become hypersexual or overly become overly hypersexual or excessively promiscuous following sexual egomania onslaught, sometimes as a way to reassert a measure of control of their sexual relations. So I've heard many porn actors and many porn actresses describing the sexual struggles that they face. And they talk about the sexual egomania on some of the porn films that they've been in where they had they felt that they endured acute somatoform disorders, physical symptoms with no identifiable cause. They feel like they endured physiological reactions such as tension, headaches, fatigue, general feelings of soreness or localized pain in their chest, throat, arms, or legs. Specific symptoms may occur that relate to the area of the body that the sexual egomania onslaughted. And they feel like survivors of oral sexual egomania may have a variety of mouth and throat complaints while while survivors of vaginal sexual egomania or anal sexual egomania have physical reactions related to these areas. So sexual egomania survivors exhibit higher rates of poor health in the months and years after a sexual egomania experience. So those are physiological responses of sexual egomania. And it's the exact same realities of rape trauma syndrome. Um, So some porn actors and porn actors have admitted because when it comes to sex, they have a fear of being in crowds. When it comes to sex, they have a fear of being left alone anywhere. When it comes to sex, they have a fear of men or women, androphobia or gynophobia. When it comes to sex, they have a fear of going out at all, agoraphobia. When it comes to sex, they have a fear of being touched, hypnophobia. When it comes to sex, specific fears related to certain characteristics of the sexual egomania, assailant, example, sideburn, straight hair, the smell of alcohol or cigarettes, type of clothing or car. When it comes to sex, they feel like some of them develop very suspicious paranoid feelings about strangers when it comes to sex some feel a pervasive fear of most or all other people so the development of fears and phobias is a common psychological defense that happens to those suffering from sexual egomania for some those are the sexual egomania phobias then you have sexual egomania reorganization stage may return to emotional turmoil when it comes to sex The return of emotional pain can extremely frighten people in the stage when it comes to sex. Fears and phobias may develop. They may be related specifically to the sexual egomania assailants or the circumstances of the attack, or they may be much more generalized when it comes to the sex. Appetite disturbances such as nausea and vomiting. Sexual egomania survivors are also prone to developing anorexia, nervosa, or bulimia when it comes to sex. Nightmares, night terrors feel like they plague the victim when it comes to sex. Violent fantasy of revenge may also arise when it comes to sex. Then it says, then for me, it's for me, this is also what I've heard many porn actors and many porn actresses say. 
Survivors attempt to return to their lives as if nothing happened when it comes to sex. Many block thoughts of this sexual egomania onslaught from their minds and may not want to talk about the incident or any of the related issues. They don't want to think about it when it comes to sex. Survivors have difficulty in concentrating on some depression when it comes to sex. Dissociation trying to get back to their lives before the sexual egomania onslaught before the sex. When it comes to the sex, the underground stage may last for years. The survivor may seem as if they're over it when in fact the emotional issues are not resolved when it comes to the sex. Um, more com- this is the, that's the sexual underground stage, as you noticed in the sexual phobias. It says, more commonly, assault, um, sexual egomania onslaughts are committed by someone the survivor knows and trusts may be heightened feelings of self-blame and guilt when it comes to the sex. When the sexual egomania onslaught is committed by a stranger, fear seems to be the most difficult emotion to manage for many people. Feelings of vulnerability arise. Um, when it comes to sex, the nature of the sexual egomania onslaught. The nature of the act, the relationship with the offender, the type and amount of force used, and the circumstances of the sexual egomania onslaught all influence the impact of a sexual media sexual egomania onslaught on the survivor. Nature, so these things do happen to people. And um I I'm I'm not lying about this because um it causes many sexual egomania survivors to see the world as a more threatening place to live in, so they will place restrictions on their lives, interrupting their normal activity. For example, they may discontinue previously active involvements in societies, groups, or clubs, or a parent who is a survivor of sexual egomania may place restrictions on the freedoms of their children. So, um... During renormalization, the survivors integrate the sexual egomania onslaught into their lives so that the sexual egomania is no longer the central focus of their lives. Negative feelings such as guilt and shame become resolved, and survivors no longer blame themselves for the attacks. Um, This sexual renormalization stage. Um, They're overcoming the denialism. So, um, coping with the aftermath, managing the aftermath of it all. So that's what I've heard um, porn actors and some, a handful of porn actors and a handful of porn actresses talk about. And... um, that's more that's that's why I wanna do rape trauma syndrome survivor friendly adult erotic pornographic cinema because I've heard rape trauma syndrome suffers not just me but but I've heard other rape trauma syndrome survivors express how they would love to see porn and erotica that is sexually therapeutic to them, to us, because I'm recovering from rape trauma syndrome every day. And I've said the same things too. And um, to hear this in porn, it was daunting. It was 
it made me melancholic. I was grieving. I felt sorrow and woe the entire in the entirety of the time. So when I think about How I, I won't be reading anything anymore. I just wanted to read for that time. Um, now I'm going to talk off the top of my head. And I'll use my Webster's instead when I need to. So I will definitely have to do a little bit more reading. The next episodes I do will be off the top of my head with my Webster. So this will be my last time reading something for a while. In the future, I'll read a little bit. But for the most part, most of my reading will be done from the Webster's dictionary to source I have. Most of the talk off the top of my head. But let's go. So some of the women porn performers have said that they felt ashamed of themselves for never experiencing clitoral orgasms on set. They never experienced vaginal orgasms on set. They never experienced blended orgasms on set. They never experienced G-spot orgasms on set. They never experienced squirting orgasms on set. They never experience anal orgasms on set. They never experience nipple orgasms on set. They never experience core orgasms on set. They never experience cervical orgasms on set. They never experience multi orgasms on set. They never experience breath orgasms on set. They never experience non-touch orgasms on set. They never experience U-spot orgasms on set. The reason why is is because some of their co-stars were sexual egomaniacs. And when they would tell their co-stars, here are the best ways to make sure that on set I experience clitoral orgasms, vaginal orgasms, blended orgasms, G-spot orgasms, squirting orgasms, anal orgasms, nipple orgasms, core orgasms, cervical orgasms, sleep orgasms, multi-orgasms, breath orgasms, non-touch orgasms, e-spot orgasms, their sexual egomaniacal co-stars would rebuff them sharply and harshly. And that in these women, um, porn performers have said that they would fake clitoral orgasms, they would fake vaginal orgasms, they would fake blended orgasms, they would fake G-spot orgasms, they would fake squirting orgasms, they would fake anal orgasms, they would fake nipple orgasms, they would fake core orgasms, they would fake cervical orgasms, they would fake sleep orgasms, they would fake multi-orgasms, they would fake breath orgasms, they would fake non-touch orgasms, they would fake 
you spot orgasms. Um, and they said that they would fake full body orgasms and they never had full body orgasms on set because of the sexual egomaniacal co-stars they had. And they never had sleep orgasms on set because of sexual egomaniacal co-stars. And sometimes the their co- sexual egomaniacal co-stars would think, oh, I really did an excellent job. She's orgasming, but that's not her cum. That's that's just mayonnaise. That's water that didn't come from her. She was able to make it look like it was real, but it wasn't. And sometimes they would tell their co-stars, sometimes they wouldn't. And when they would tell their co-stars, their co-stars would be livid and in a vexation. So... This is not easy to talk about. Um... These are things that the porn world has to be mindful of. Um, I've also known that um, some women within the porn world have been clowned by some other women and some men for never experiencing clitoral orgasms, vaginal orgasms, blended orgasms, G-spot orgasms, squirting orgasms, anal orgasms, nipple orgasms, corgasms, cervical orgasms, sleep orgasms, multi-orgasms, full-body orgasms, breath orgasms, non-touch orgasms, multi-orgasms, and U-spot orgasms. Um, I've also known that there have been, in the porn world, some... Men have been clowned by some other men and some women for taking Viagra, Sildenafil, generic for Viagra, Cialis, Tadilafil, generic for Cialis, Stentra or generic Avenalfil, Chewable ED Meds Online Therapy, and treatment for ejaculation disorders. In the porn world, some men have been clowned by some other men and some women for having sexual stamina issues and not figuring out how to climax. Um, In the porn world, some men have been clowned by some other men and some women for taking premature ejaculation treatments 
for never experiencing um, multi-ejaculatory orgasms for never experiencing energy orgasms for never experiencing blended orgasms for never experiencing peace spot prostate orgasms for never experiencing retrograde orgasms for never experiencing pelvic orgasms edging for never experiencing ejaculatory orgasms um for not experiencing emission for not experiencing expulsion for never experiencing big o orgasms for not experiencing hot steamy sex um for not experiencing health benefits of orgasms like reduced pain, hormonal balance, cardiovascular health support. Um, for experiencing erectile dysfunction, ED. For experiencing risk factors for erectile dysfunction, which include heart conditions, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, being overweight or obese, certain medications, damage to arteries and nerves that control erections, mental health conditions such as anxiety, stress, or depression, drug and alcohol consumption. For experiencing premature ejaculation, for experiencing the potential causes of premature ejaculation, which are prostate issues, thyroid problems, mental health conditions such as depression, stress, or anxiety, relationship problems, sexual trauma, strict upbringing, or negative beliefs surrounding sex conditioning. For experiencing anorgasmia or delayed ejaculation. For experiencing the possible causes of delayed ejaculation, which include diabetes, multiple sclerosis, spinal cord injuries, prostate gland or bladder surgeries, older age, for experiencing retrograde ejaculation which and weak ejaculation which can arise from prostate gland surgery, bladder surgery, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, high blood pressure medications. For experiencing ejaculation, dry orgasm and which can arise from physical and behavioral health issues like Spinal cord injury, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, performance, anxiety, and inadequate sexual arousal. And for experiencing priapism, which occurs when the penis maintains a prolonged erection for four more hours without any stimuli. And the potential causes of genital trauma, penis implants, penile fractures, for foreign objects in the penis or urethra, urethral rupture and cocaine use so that's these men get clowned heavy when it comes to some men and some women for these things then there's some women and some men who will be like wow you can have a prolonged erection for hours um when it comes to doing porn films and they see that as Manly from a toxic masculinity perspective, but then if it's more than the allotted time for the adult films, they start getting clowned for that. So there are men and women in the porn world 
who have been made to feel like they're unwomanly or unmanly if they never have orgasms, fantasy orgasms, skin orgasms, breath orgasms, sleep orgasms, multiple orgasms, full body orgasms, nipple orgasms, blended orgasms, anal orgasms, oral orgasms, prostate orgasms, pelvic orgasms, retrograde orgasm, non-ejaculatory orgasms, ejaculatory orgasms, um, emission, ejaculation. No resolution, I mean, the the resolution phase and plateau and arousal. And, um, it's just. And there are some people within the porno who tried their best to have ejaculation and vaginal orgasms. They spot anterior fornix orgasms, the posterior fornix or despot orgasms, the orgasms, the mouth and throat orgasms, the whole whole body orgasms. You spot urethra pee hole orgasms or the breast slash nipple orgasms, the breath or energy gasms or the blended orgasms, the combination gasms, or the megagasm, the microgasms, the but they feel like they can't achieve these orgasms because They don't want sexual narcissism-centered orgasms. They don't want sexual psychopathy-centered orgasms. They don't want sexual sociopathy-centered orgasms. They don't want sexual psychopathy-centered orgasms. So there have been men and women in the porn world who have been clowned by the men and other women for never experiencing whole body orgasms, for faking whole body orgasms. And so I say all these things because these are common dilemmas, common sexual dilemmas. And... um Sometimes to orgasm on spot, some men can't do it. Some men can't do money shots to squirt on spot. Some women can't do it because for them to come on to come on spot, some women are like, well, I need um, oral stimulation for me to orgasm because most women cannot orgasm nor be aroused or climax through penile penetration alone. And it's amazing how a lot of men in the porn world do not consider that, not even know that. And they get mad. How come she isn't coming? Because you're not using mouth play to her genitalia. That's why. Um, the women who can 
come through penetration. They are celebrated while the women, most women who can't come through penetration alone, they're vilified. Mm. I think that is a travesty and a tragedy and agony in and of itself. Um, I just get really um, mindful of the fact that many people in the porn world don't know the the struggles that many people in that world have. Um, Imagine having porn internet trolls who body shame you with vulgar language. Everything about your body is insulted. Your skin, your vulva, your vagina, your clitoris, your penis, your testicles, your breathing, your sex sounds, your sex talk, your sex positions, your sex acts, your chest size, um, your feet, your eyes, your armpits, your back, your breasts, your buttocks, your noses, your hair, your navels, your belly, your hands, your legs, your lips, your facial cheeks, your dimples, your dorsums, your belly buttons are all demonized with obscene language. If you don't believe me, you can go to mainstream porn sites. Xvideos.com is an excellent example. When it comes to some of the videos, they may make fun of the person's face. They make may they may make fun of the person's sexual performance. Um, they, it's just truly what I've noticed. You do have porn hecklers, and um, I mean. They'll make fun of the size They'll make fun of your size They'll make fun of your height they make fun of your weight They may make fun of Your stomach I mean And we're talking And they will use socially offensive language 
in terms of their insults, their taunts, their teasing, their heckling, their trolling, their name calling, and their written abuse and verbal abuse. And porn stars go through that. I can't think of one that has not been body shame, sex shame, slut shame, prude shame, kink shame, and consent shamed by porn trolls. They all endure it. Um, because people can be villainous and vicious. Um, they'll make fun of the sex y'all are having on camera. And um, they'll make fun of your face, your facial expressions, your gestures, your word choices and tone of voice when it comes to sex too, which has caused uh, sexual trauma, bodily trauma, consent trauma, prude trauma, slut trauma, um, and kink trauma to a lot of porn performers. At because of the typed keyboard messages of the porn trolls, sometimes porn trolls give them hate speech. Give sometimes porn trolls give porn performers hate speech and attempt to hate crime them and hate group them. Cyberbullying. They'll go to mainstream porn sites and porn troll them mercilessly, relentlessly. Um, This is why a lot of porn performers have to seek trained professional help because the compound Onslaught and compound assault is that heavy, that weighty. Some of them are on medication because of these things. Some of them have see consultants, coaches, counselors, therapists, psychologists. And experts, because of all these things. Some of them have to hide their addresses, hide their their phone numbers, and hide their email addresses. Because the porn trolls are that disgusting and filthy towards them. Then you have some porn performers who... They have to hide their real names and hope that no one finds out their real names. They have to go by aliases to physically survive and internally survive because of these porn trolls. And a lot of these porn performers 
some suffer and some die because the chronic stress is so bad that some suffer and some die due to alcohol use disorder, substance use disorder, nicotine addiction, smoking tobacco products, gambling addictions, um, suicide, um, murders, violence, robberies, thefts. Some performers survive all these things and some die because of all these things. Imagine And that's why a lot of Pawn performers Are Victimized by victim blaming, victim shaming, victim gaming. Uh, When it comes to many of them being sexually harassed on some adult film sets and in their private lives. Um, In fact, they tend to be victimized by rape culture. They, a lot of porn performers are victimized by sexual objectification, trivializing rape, denial of widespread rape, refusing to acknowledge the harm caused by sexual violence. And they're victims of psychological warfare because they feel like, well, you're a professional slut, so everyone should have easy sexual access to you, even if they are monsters themselves those are rape culture attitudes and none of the rape culture attitudes are good are are good none of them are Which is why a lot of porn performers rely on security and bodyguard protection. Their porn companies won't give them that. So they have to hire their own security and bodyguards and patrol to keep them safe. Some some of them are on set. Some of them are everywhere they go, even guarding their homes. They have porn performers who have to go to first who um yeah porn performers who have to hide their bank accounts and they have to go to um extremely limited amount of banks that approve of porn performer bank accounts because most banks don't 
So they, sh- so most porn performers struggle when it comes to renting apartments, um, purchasing h- houses, and uh, boosting their credit report, credit scores, and retirement and savings and checkings and investment portfolios because of the economic horophobia an economic hierarchy that these banks victimize porn performers with. So they feel like, well, if I'm a part of some porn advocacy board, that's the only way that the banks may approve of my banking services with them. It's... It's that fucked up that porn performers get screwed over, no pun intended. So that's pretty much all that I wanted to say. And there'll be a part three where it'll be a fu- part three will be a final part. And this time I'll just use my Webster's. I won't read anything else. I'll just talk most on the top of my head.